I'm at the Game Developers Conference in San Francisco, and with me today is a special guest. How about you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Simon Jocelyn. I'm the game designer of uh, The Voxel Agents. Okay. We're a small indie studio in Melbourne, Australia. Okay. And what, what games, ha or what game have you done right now? Uh, the game that we've released most recently is Train Conductor. It's out on the iPhone App Store. Uh, it was out in, since December, and uh, we're about to do a big update for it. We're going to include some more American content into the game. So the game originally was Australian-specific content, and uh, had four Australian cities in it. Now we're going to add Grand, uh, the Grand Canyon and New York City subway. Okay. And what was the response when you released the game? That was good. We, um, it was really good, because we, we worked so long on it that... Um, we were really unsure. We were kind of at this point, <laughs> kind of at this point in our in our studio where it was sort of make or break. Like we actually um, had about a hundred bucks left in the bank. Sure. <laughs> this is after a year of making iPhone games. Well, we had one out previous to that, and um, yeah, basically we were like, okay, so fingers crossed, <laughs> submit, <laughs> and then um, yeah, it did well. It did really well. Yeah. We sold like about twenty four thousand units in six weeks. So. Um, at $2 a pop, you know, it did pretty well. Um, yeah. We're happy. It's it's basically enabled us to keep going, and people loving it. Um, yeah, and, the, and the train theme seems to work really well yeah. with the casual audience. Right? Yeah, it's interesting how some places really love it, like Germany, yeah. Italy, and Japan. They're all train oh, freaks. Yeah, yeah. They love it. And, it's yeah, it's been great to hear hear back from them. Um, so that's been really good. And what's what's been the audience? Is it mainly men, women, kids? Wow. Uh, well, I... I don't have specific figures, but from what I'm seeing on the net, because we're really active on like Touch Arcade and a couple other forums and stuff, yeah. and um, it seems to be people who like like the really mechanic-driven kind of stuff, like the gameplay-centric kind of stuff, but also really casual, simple, but has like a nice kind of uh, level of complexity and depth to it. So you know, starts easy, but then builds up, kind of like your. Well, there's lots of other examples on the ice yeah. source, so yeah, no, it's. it's um, I don't. I don't have specific. Sure. And what were some of the design challenges as you were developing the game? Um. Well, there's been a couple things like whether or not to include in-app purchases and whether to go down the free model. Yeah. Um, initially, we were thinking to make it a free game, basically let out a couple of levels free, and then do it like release earlier, and then um, build on it as we got interest. Um, but I think we ultimately stepped away from that just because um, we were. We kind of really like the game, and we wanted to keep working on it to really get it to a more complete state. Like rather than releasing it and then it being really short and only having one or two levels, we just wanted to keep going and give a bit more meat. Um, and we felt like it was it was strong enough that it could it could stand on its own merits as a whole, like complete game. So I guess we just kind of kept going, and uh, <laughs> and yeah, and we, yeah, we spent about four months on it. Okay. And were you doing playtesting while you're developing the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We always do. Um, obviously amongst friends and stuff, but then we actually have this kind of um, relatively unique way of uh, playtesting because we go out on the streets where initially we were in the city. We go out on the streets with the game and then just approach people on the side of the street and, you know, try and take them aside and then show them the game and see yeah. what they thought and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's kind of interesting. Well, like, how did that work? Like, Well, we, we sort of stopped doing that after a while because we figure, like, there's actually some interesting... Uh, differences in the kind of attitudes they have just purely because they're on their way to do something right yeah. and then you stop them and they're like oh okay yeah I'll play the game that sounds okay but they're ultimately trying to like get on with their thing yeah. um, so now we sort of like try and um, put out notices and we've been posting on forums and stuff saying you know anyone who's interested we're looking for like not not specifically hardcore gamers because they just know too much they're always like yeah, exactly. way too good um, so yeah we try and get people in now and like and test them that way uh, just a bit more relaxed and you know uh, yeah 
And, and your game, though, it still has a sense of speed, you know, and, mm -hmm. and timing in it. I mean, are you thinking about removing that or adjusting it so that um, casual developer or casual players can access it more? I know, I know you have a special mode, but... Yeah, well, we, well, we have a couple things. Like, as you said, we have the special mode of the ghost trains. But um, we also have... Um, I guess you might have a bit of a skewed view of it because you were watching me play and yeah. I, I've been playing for way too long. <laughs> but um, definitely when you start playing, like the Alice Springs level is you know, kind of like a tutorial level, like only has three tracks, pretty simple, nice easy entry into the game. And then as you go through, we, we only incrementally add stuff and make it a bit more complicated. So you can play through, the say, the Cans level um, quite simply without, say, adding on fast forward because then you know, you're working at double speed. And we, we also scale the number of trains, we scale the speed, and we scale um, the difficulty of how they spawn and stuff like that, where they want to go. We have a lot of, um, there's quite a lot of intricate stuff in the way it, it chooses where to spawn the train and where it wants to go and the timing and the order. Um, so we do scale, we have like a dynamic scale in there in place for, um, depending on how the player's playing in that particular level. So okay. as you play really well, it ramps up with you. Um, and then if you make a couple of mistakes, it scales back down a bit. And did you use any um, engine? to accelerate the development of this game? Uh, we probably should have. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, looking back now, uh, I would definitely go with Unity. Uh, it looks like it's really strong. Um, and I was speaking to the guys on the expo floor, and, you know, they've, they've got some great stuff. Um, ultimately, we didn't, because back when we started the company, Unity didn't have an iPhone version, and yeah, Talk yeah. was a bit, you know, it was good, but probably not where we wanted to go. So um, we just made our own, and then... We continue on with our own when we made Train Conductor, but I think we'd, we'd, we'll, we will be checking out Talk if uh, if we move on to like bigger stuff, like really 3D intensive games, lots of levels, and yeah. you know stuff like that. The other big thing is that um, it's it's very hard, or maybe even impossible, to get your Unity game under 10 meg, okay. and that previously was a concern because you could only download up to 10 meg over the air with oh, really? the iPhone. Okay. It's now been up to 20 meg, so maybe that's different. I don't know, but um, that was a consideration for us. Okay. And um, I guess anything else? Are you going to follow this theme and maybe make other types of games with you know different game genres, but just the, the train theme, which seems to work really well, or are you going to focus on this type of gameplay? Or what? Um, well, we're going to do other titles that aren't related to trains, um, and we're going to do them on other platforms as well. We're going to have a couple of more iPhone games coming out this year um, that won't be trains. There'll be something else. Um, but we also are looking at taking Train Conductor elsewhere. Um, obviously, it works really well with the, the touch, and so... Windows Phone and um, Android are very good candidates for that. Um, and then, yeah, we'll consider. Like, I, I think it could possibly work on mouse. I mean, that's how we prototyped it initially. Okay, yeah. So we could do that. It could work very well for Steam. Um, but, yeah. yeah, beyond that, not sure. Can you talk about the prototype process some more? How did you prototype this? And when did you realize you had something pot potentially interesting? Sure. Um, well, initially, we um, what we kind of do is, um, after we finished Dolphin Hero, we went and spent about two to three days um, just like dedicated to sitting around brainstorming and sometimes you'll have good periods sometimes you'll have bad like you can't really force creativity um, and actually what happened with Train Conductor is we came up with say like 80 ideas you know we were tossing things back and forth like we do lots of things because we have a history of uh, competing in a competition um, where basically you're given three keywords okay. and um, you have to create a game out of those keywords so that's been really useful for us we use that um, we just like pick three random words um, and then try and make a game. And if nothing comes out in like 10 minutes, then we move on and you know do, do other ones. And we did a whole bunch of these and we came up with all these ideas. But um, in the end, yeah. it was like us sitting around having a smoke. Well, Tom smokes. Yeah. Having a smoker, just like 
having a break and then Matt was just like doodling and he draw he drew on these train tracks on a page and we were like oh yeah and they could move horizontally and they can connect up and you know and the ideas just were started blowing like <laughs> okay, awesome yeah. yeah I mean so do you find that technique of just kind of spending a lot of time trying to figure it out consciously and then all of a sudden when you're somewhere else it just comes through or what? yeah it, it often happens that way <laughs> um, the other thing we do I guess is that um, as soon as we had like uh, about six to eight ideas I think yeah. we went off and we all program because we all know how to program we all sure. program one idea each but we have the other design we have another person as the designer so we all oh, okay. have in like a triangle situation one designer one programmer per idea and we all share so not you can't have one designer programmer on one idea um, and then yeah we've made like six ideas and it was just obvious that train conductor was the strongest so yeah and so how does that work when you have people kind of working on multiple you know of the prototypes and you just have different you know mixing and matching how did well um it was the idea and we didn't necessarily follow it verbatim but um yeah. the idea was that okay so you've got three ideas and we're going to make them all concurrently yeah. um each of the three people one person is a designer of one idea and you know one of the other and one of the other and then um that person pairs up with one of the others as their programmer and then so one person is in charge of designing it and like keeping an overview and looking like longer term and you know trying to help design the game basically and the other person's just focused on achieving the results in programming okay. because we find there's like a lot of you know there's yeah. a lot of uh, fight fighting between your designer brain and your programmer yeah, yeah, brain that's a really good point yeah so what we tried to do was to like uh, basically separate those two roles and then that way you would spend half your time designing half your time programming but on separate projects have you was this the first game that you did that for or did you do it for a previous game too or? no that was new that was okay, uh, yeah, something so. we did with this idea we had so th that's an interesting process is that something you're going to move forward because you're absolutely right about you know you don't want to feel the pain of the programming when you're yeah. thinking of the design you know yeah yeah totally it is it is pain because <laughs> you're just fighting yourself you're like oh no i don't want to make that feature yeah. <laughs> i just coded all that stuff um so yeah, we will be doing that again in the future, and we're moving back into prototyping soon. Um, okay. The other good one, as I said, was that three words, and then combine it, and yeah. try and make ideas out of that. That's worked really well for us, and yeah, we've enjoyed that comp. We're going back to that comp again in October, so... And you used Flash to prototype everything, then, right? Yeah, well, um, Tom and I program in Flash, because we're very comfortable with it. We've been working yeah. with it for years, but um, Matt prefers to program just straight on the iPhone, so just, I guess, we also choose who is the programmer based on you know, what's appropriate for the platform, so sure. we um, mix it up. Cool. And any other suggestions then for indie game studios or indie game developers to make solid games, you know, interesting games? Um, you talked about those uh, design programming techniques, which I think, you know, are totally awesome. Anything else? Um, let me see. Uh, well, I guess from our, from our point of view, we, we like to make um, very much gameplay-centric stuff, so we're not story-driven uh, game developers um, so for us yeah we're always about trying to find that mechanic that works and yeah just, just burning through the ideas I know it sounds really cliche yeah, now yeah. but um, for us yeah definitely we, we start with the big pool of ideas we narrow that down make a couple prototypes and then the hard thing for us has always been about like choosing when an idea is good enough to develop, yeah. develop it further and, and finding that point where you know that it's definitely better to pro progress with okay. um, and I don't have specific recommendations because yeah. that is hard it's um I guess for us, we ultimately draw the line when we know that we keep playing it beyond when we should be. Like, yeah. you know, you're just kind of mindlessly playing it or, like, playing it beyond when you thought you'd checked the functionality, your programming yeah. and stuff. 
it, yeah, it's really it's really just a creative process, and you can't. I don't know if you can clarify that angle of it. And where can folks find out more information, or you know, or buy your game? Check it out. Well, Train Conductor is already available on the iPhone store, so you sure. can just type in Train Conductor. Um, it'll come straight up. It's a dollar ninety nine. But um, other information on us is just available on our website. So we're the Voxel Agents. Like, and, and how do you spell that? Voxel Agents is uh, V O X E L. And agents, A G E N T S. Um, yeah, like you know the the voxel rendering, yeah, system. <laughs> Great. Thank you very much.